Stacy Gage from the Tangentialist blog digs up and discusses events and experiences from her own collaged history on having a stigmatized condition known as bipolar. She relates, reflects, and refocuses it into infectiously funny anecdotes and amusing stories that will have you in stitches. Being a roaming artist, a roaming distracted artist that reinvents and reimagines her goals constantly, this podcast takes you down a twisting rabbit hole of icons and avenues of slightly familiar yet offbeat occurrences. Join her every other week as she delves into her own bizarre memory banks, pulling out some eccentric moments that capture the intimacy on the ups and downs of this disorder lived out in her electric days of her rebellious youth. Hello, glorious humanoids. Welcome back to the Tangentialist podcast with Macy Gage. And this is episode number 30. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, I'm just amazed that I've gotten this far. That's a good thing. That's a really good thing that, uh, that I've been able to accomplish this. And I, I hope you've been uh, able to join me on this, on this this podcast, and listen to what I've been able to build up and and share with you uh, for insights and strategies and and just my experiences and how I've been able to channel it into a positive sort of way of life. And and yeah, so let's get into episode number thirty. By uh, disorder and by bipolar uh, disorder specifically, that is, and how I myself have managed to find uh, the strategies and the positiveness behind it all or within it uh, over the years. So yeah, let's let's take a look at that for a moment. If you're new to the channel, make sure you like and take a peek at the Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash the tangentialist so that's t-h-e-t-a-n-g-e-n-t-a-l-i-s-t hope you got that <laughs> so yeah take a peek at that facebook page and make a comment or or share it with someone that you know that you think it could it could benefit okay so episode number 30 yeah, with, with this podcast, it was just originally an idea that I had, you know, like four years ago, and and I made it happen. It took a lot of research and a lot of sort of problem solving that I'm not that great at, but I, you know what, I just persevered and I and I stuck with it, and it was hard, but I but I got here, and so I have no mean by no means a, a technology person, so uh, I wanted to accomplish this, and here we are. Enough of that. I'm still amazed at how I got this far, but yeah, let's just jump in, jump into it. So the title for this episode, Squinting Creativity as I Do an About Face. So this title just sort of came to me and I don't know if it really, I think it does make sense when you, when you hear what I've got to say. It's, it's a little, it's a little weird how things have played out over the last, you know, 20, 20 odd years. Because I always had this this drive to to just be a creative person, just just to be an artist, and I thought that it would just it would just happen, you know, like I would just go to school for it, and it would just fall into my lap. And of course, it, life never happens that way. Uh, things things get busy, things get mixed up, communication doesn't isn't clear. Uh, yeah, and you know, 
when when things fall into our lab it's it's not by chance usually it's there's there's a sort of series of events or sort of a process that these things happen in and i mean i guess it does happen or it seems to happen for some people but i'm guessing those are just the really wealthy people right they just somehow you know just worked out perfect for them right but but yeah let's let's get back into what i was saying so uh so yeah i said i wanted to always be sort of an artist i just thought it was just going to happen and i was just you know going to put in the work in university and everything was just going to f- just happen you know like that's sort of like a what is that it's it's sort of a fairy tale or it's you know it's it's a delusion i guess it is that that yeah that I, that I thought that that was going to happen and i was metaphorically trying to see my creativity in more of a positive light that over the years since i graduated from from university i thought being successful as an artist would just happen it would just yeah <laughs> fall into my lap yeah right right so i think things like that is a yeah it's just it's just a whim and it doesn't really happen there's a lot that, that goes into it so i yeah, have spending a lot of energy and time on going to school for art a sort of a and, and i had this idea that it was sort of a what going to be a wonderland sort of experience in, in some ways because i was able well it really was in some ways a wonderland experience like an alice in wonderland kind of thing where I was able to spend a lot of my energy and time and money on just creating magical, beautiful pictures of what I wanted to express, what colors I wanted to choose, what textures I wanted to uh, incorporate. And, you know, it was, it was really, it was a really sort of magical time. I mean, of course, I always had to pay for those classes, which weren't cheap, but... Uh, the only problem I ran into at the end of all of that magic was I had to find a home or homes for all of these art pieces. I mean, I had many art exhibitions over the years and I had many sales. I did. However, the ratio of works I was creating with the amount I was selling was definitely not even. The works were adding up. They really were. The walls were were sort of starting to close in on my my tiny sort of city space that that I was renting. And now, you know, I'm finally living in a home that I can call my own. Uh, And yes, there is more space, but I don't know about you, but over the years, I just have accumulated a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Like, I don't know how that happens. I'm not, I don't think of myself as a hoarder. Not yet. <laughs> but yeah, I have accumulated a lot of stuff over the years, including, well, of course, little animals known as pets. And, and they, they're not belongings. They're, they're part of the family. But, but besides that, you know, it's like, besides the artwork, there's, there's tons of books. I mean, we just don't have enough space in our house for all these books. They're they're under the stairs right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so books and and clothes and art materials and movies and CDs and etc. etc. I just 
I just don't know where where to go. Well, where to start by explaining everything that we have, but it's just a, it's just a lot of stuff. And every year, I donate many things uh, to like the organizations like diabetes, and and it's great that they they can come to your home and you can arrange for them to do that because it really is it really is it's great to do that. It's great to be giving uh, to. To people that that do need these these uh, these items, you know, um, without having to to pay for them. I mean, I, I have given away a lot of clothes and shoes, and I, I was going to say purses, but I'm kind of holding on to my purses. I, I really, 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 really should give some away. I really don't need this many purses, but they're just they're just so nice, you know. Why why get rid of them when there's a possibility I could use them sometime in the future, right? But yeah, there's there's just a lot of stuff, and I and I like I said, I do I do make sure I donate, but I we need to start donating a bit more. I gotta also stop buying so many artwork. I mean, I buy to support other artists because because I like the artwork and and I like I like to be you know be part of the sort of art industry as a fabric of you know the community and I just want to, you know, be participating in it, but yeah, there's only so much wall space, right? And you think that, that that would be primarily my own and and my my husband, uh, Jude, is also an illustrator. We would put our own work up, but it's like, we just don't have enough wall space, so it's, yeah. Not time to buy a new house, but the time to just reorganize and and really realize what is most important. Every year, like I said, I was donating, but there seems to be ghosts or goblins that replace all the stuff I donate with with new stuff overnight somehow. It's just really frustrating. First world problems, right? <laughs> we are so spoiled with all of these luxuries we have available for ourselves. You know, it's just we gotta we gotta give give a lot of this the stuff that we really, really don't need. Like two or three of things, something, you know, we don't need those extras, but, but yeah, now that I think about it, maybe I just need to reframe how I think about things. Maybe I just need to put more positive energy into finding homes for these artworks. There are a number of websites that I could post them on for sale, although I say I thought it would be that I, that I thought sort of being an, a successful artist was just going to sort of fall into my lap. In some ways, I guess I have let that thought sort of linger because, I don't know, I guess in some ways I feel I have sort of failed in my creative goals. I guess the more time that has passed since when I sort of created all of these abstract artworks... I think the art world has sort of moved on, and I, I don't know why I've kind of done that. I guess it's just sort of like a a way of justifying uh, sort of how I have stepped back from sort of being an artist and how they, like, I just sort of sense that, well, obviously, the whole world moves on and continues and, and just goes about you know, living life and, and just, you know, doing things. But yeah, it's just that I think, you know, I created all these abstract artworks. I think the art world, right, has, has in some ways has shrunk, become obsolete. 
when really I have just lost my connection with it. Many times, while I've been watching interviews on YouTube in the in the background of these um, these guests, there there have uh, been works on the on the wall of artwork that sort of resembles the style of art that I make. <laughs> and Jude, he says to me, "See, look, like look what could have happened if you had stuck with it, as if it, it was that easy, right?" I know, I know. I need to grow a thicker skin in some ways, that my artwork are just that. They're creative images that have found a home on a type of media. That's it. It's my job still for them to find a home, like a permanent home, what appears to be permanent for me at that specific time. So yeah, find a home. That's a part of being an artist. Like I just, I guess in my in my mind, I had always thought once I'm done the work, then it's somebody else's job to to find the find a home for it, find like its its final sort of resting place, like its 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 sale kind of thing. Like I just didn't see that that was that was still part of part of my my uh, my position as an artist. That's it. I just didn't realize my job as a creator was incomplete. I love that. I just, I just really love that about writing. I mean, words can lead to solutions. All we have to do is place them together in the right way to find them. I mean, isn't it weird that it's just, it's just, you know, we've got to frame things correctly and can change everything, right? So. Too bad more things in life weren't that easy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, if, if we could just rearrange the words in our life, you know, around sort of negative aspects or negative people or negative situations, or if we could just, you know, sort of write ourselves something and just look, now it's all better. <laughs> but obviously, it's not that easy. We, we need to, we need to do a little bit more work than that. And, Speaking on that sort of uh, sort of tangent, <laughs> for today's insight, we are going to take what I just said uh, and see if we can apply that to other areas in our lives. Like look around at your family, your friends, your job, maybe your pets, your your interactions with sort of the community you're involved in or uh, different groups that you're, you belong to. And, you know, see if there's anything in those areas that just doesn't feel quite right. And can you take your journal that I purposed from the last episode, the, the last episode's insight, and write yourself some notes on this and, and see if you can find a way to arrange the words or feelings, emotions, or situations in a way that sort of makes more sense for everyone. It may take some practice and rearranging and additional writing as well, and maybe even some sort of discussions to see how things can be improved for sort of, quote, almost, almost everyone. So thank you, Glorious Humanoids, for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. And this is what I will go into great deal with in the next episode as I take you down another rabbit hole of my heady days of my rebellious youth. 
tripped up by disorder. Folding up these anecdotes, I express them to you and I give them for you to enjoy and consider as I reflect and remodel and re-engage what the future has for me on these social platforms. See you next time on The Tangentialist. Tangentialist.